Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My first guest is the professional practice instructor and executive director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lanier Richardson. <laughs> Good morning. Sir, I, a, I, I, I have a lot to say, don't I? <laughs> you do have a lot to say, but I am a, elated to have the opportunity to talk to you this morning. I, I appreciate that because uh, what you do is what I'm promoting, what I'm trying to get people to understand the value of entrepreneurship. So off the jump, what is an urban entrepreneur and why are they important? When you, when you look at the genre of communication that you're trying to put out there as an instructor at, uh, at Rutgers Business School, what is an urban entrepreneur? So every day I wake up and think about how to make uh, communities better. So when we think about urban entrepreneurship, we think about it as both place and race, actually, Mm -hmm. and being unapologetic about it. Mm -hmm. So our focus is helping people understand and see value in places where people overlook. And, you know, cultivating entrepreneurial thinking fostering economic development projects, really making the connection between entrepreneurship and the important role that entrepreneurs play in revitalizing communities. And so, you know, we started our center now 10 years ago. Congratulations. And the focus initially was around what was happening in Newark, New Jersey, around the Rutgers campus in Newark, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. We, you know, creating more entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs own property. I spent a lot of time of late focusing on the impact that these entrepreneurs make in terms of hiring people, paying taxes, you know, really being a champion for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because people often overlook them. So we need more people thinking about how to start businesses and grow businesses and own property and employ people and contribute to the little league team, you know, (laughs) and and be role models. Right, right. Now the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development, C-U-E-E-D, what exactly is that? Lanier. So, so it is, I, I'm happy to chat. It's the first center of its kind in the nation to really integrate scholarship, academic scholarship, mm-hmm. with private industry and government 
and nonprofit sectors with the sole purpose of stimulating economic growth and community revitalization in densely populated areas. So our, our goal is supporting entrepreneurs who want to start businesses in urban environments and try to grow businesses in urban environments and have some impact on how cities will grow. Uh, we spend a lot of time, you know, aspi- you know, working with aspiring entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. small businesses and mm-hmm. doing all kind of programs to help them grow, getting them counsel at the business school. You know, we run a lot of capacity building programs. Mm-hmm. The goal really is to help business owners grow. Now you you said you said the word small business. You said the word entrepreneurship. Now you said the word scholar. So what is the difference between you and SCORE and the SBA? No, I'm glad you asked that. So uh, our business school is mm-hmm. really anchor, is an anchor institution in Newark. And many of the mm-hmm. larger universities around the country see themselves, and more people are starting to talk about them as anchor institutions. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to open the door of the anchor institution to help entrepreneurs grow. Right. And it really is... Is, and we so if a government official wants to announce a new program, I invite them into the university. Yes, sir. If if SCORE wants to consult with an, with some entrepreneurs, I can help give them some space in the university to be able to do mm-hmm. that. A room. So we're sort of Switzerland in some respects to with a clear mission of just helping people grow. And we work with all type of entrepreneurs, the folks who are just starting out to companies that are, you know, really, uh, you know, trying to grow. You know, we had Richie Lou Dennis at our campus about, uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So we go from, you know, the mom-and-pop startup who's, who's oper- operating the restaurant down mm-hmm. the street or the print shop or the PR firm mm-hmm. to, you know, some of the billionaire now entrepreneurs or aspiring or close to being billionaire entrepreneurs uh, that we all know and respect, and we try to connect them. That's the, the whole thing. I, I just want to break it down a little bit because when you hear the word entrepreneur, you hear the word small business. It almost like a, a it's like a cloud. Okay, yeah. okay. Can I? Because everybody really works on the cycle that they just want a normal job. They want to come where. Right. And when you try, how do you start? You know, they're, they're dreamers. They're people who dream with no plan, which mostly why most businesses fail. They just want to start something but without a business plan. What is the first thing? Is the business plan the key? to getting a business launched correctly? So, you know, it's interesting. I, I joke now that entrepreneur is not a cool word. So, I know! Uh, if, if, I, if I walk in, uh, you know, I heard a guy, you know, say he's, uh, you know, walked into a bar and said, I'm an entrepreneur. Or, you know, some people say, if you don't have a job now, you just say, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I make It used to be self-employed. It used to be self-employed. Right? No, yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm an entrepreneur. It's, it's the cool word now, right? But for me, it's about, you know, having... A, is solving a problem mm-hmm. that can generate a profit. Right. And so I am very specific about this. Now, there are all types. There's social entrepreneur. One of my colleagues and the co-director of my center mm-hmm. spends a lot of time on focusing on social entrepreneur, and I call myself a social entrepreneur sometimes as well. But really, the focus of entrepreneurship is solving a problem. I initially want to see what's the, what's the problem you solve, right. what's the need that you're going to fulfill, mm-hmm. and can you do it in a way that can generate profit? Because if you can't generate a profit, you won't, you know, you won't survive long. Not long. And it's not repeatable, and you can't scale it, and you can't raise capital against it. So you've got to figure out how either to generate a whole lot of revenue, you know, like a la Amazon, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, as quickly as possible. I always tell 
especially entrepreneurs of color, mm-hmm. that we got to figure out how to how to make you know make a profit. I had a good friend who opened a restaurant recently, and I'm very very uh, happy about encouraging him, being sort of a, a champion for his restaurant. But every day that I talk to him, if I send him a text, I say, "Be profitable." I hope you're being profitable. Great food, mm-hmm. but be profitable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people coming in, great Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. be profitable. <laughs> right, right. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had a comedy club like that. I worked. Yes. That was lines around the corner, but boy. The profitability was really break even, and that's a really frustrating right. world that exists because you go, if I'm packed and I'm not making money, what am I doing wrong? And I was doing a lot of things wrong. Man, I can't agree with you more. So I have, you know, I started my career as a lawyer. My parents were have been entrepreneurs mm-hmm. for forty years. Mm-hmm. I started my career as a lawyer. I uh, I worked for a few years as a lawyer, and I saved about seventy thousand dollars, and I started my own business. Right. And I realized that I was building, I was developing real estate in urban neighborhoods. It's always been my passion to you know do work in the communities that you know I grew up in. And what I remember one day is I had this project that at the beginning it looked like I would generate about $400,000 of, of profit. Right. But at the end, it took me about three years to make that and a whole lot of hours. And I remember one day toward the end of the project, I was maybe a Saturday afternoon, I was at my desk, and I did the math, and I said, man, you know what, I probably made $8 an hour, right? So I'm like, wow, i got to figure out a way to get in high-margin, mm-hmm. high-profitable industries so that I can survive and grow and have the lifestyle that I wanted. Um, we're talking to Lanier Richardson. He's the professional practice instructor and executive director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. We'll be back with more because, you know, I'm cool because I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm cool, man. Don't throw no shade my way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with more. From Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. On the phone is the professional practice instructor and executive director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. How you doing, Lanier Richardson? All right, I'm doing great today. You know, the thing about it that when we left, you know, I, I always try to keep things at a certain energy level because if you if you if you're too serious, then people don't get the information. Yeah. And when I when I look at the things, I always like to tell people that I failed. And because right. you don't want to think that world that you're talking to somebody who's perfect, because if you if you're perfect, how can you help people who make mistakes? Yeah. And people in small business and entrepreneurship field because of the world of social media i tell everybody that they are a brand they are really yeah. uh, a small business because they have to once you start communicating in public then you're telling you're selling something yeah and absolutely. which also creates a lot of know-it-alls also creates a lot of i want to get there quick the viral success story how yeah. do you avoid that when you're talking to people when they can go look at what they did look at what they did so I think it's organized, consistent, you know, persistent effort, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. finding industries that have uh, a high probability of success. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I lately, you know, a conference I want to figure out how to do with you is this like next generation business idea. So yes, I, sir. 
I I love good food, so I love people opening new restaurants. Right. I know construction. I know you know people with janitorial supply businesses mm-hmm. or or human resource businesses. But I actually want to do a spend more time thinking about next generation. You know. Uh-huh. Um, what what are the hot industries, mm-hmm. and have more people think about being entrepreneurs in those growth industries? Mm-hmm. You know, virtual reality, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned marketing, content marketing, drone footage, three mm-hmm. D printing. You know, I'll, I'll even you know now there's all these conversations around legalized and medical marijuana to be you know right. so, solar power. Right, Bitcoin, driverless cars. So it's all these industries, healthcare, mm-hmm. all these industries that I feel there's opportunities for entrepreneurs in, and especially entrepreneurs of color need to be thinking about what's next. I know we all like, uh, you know, spread, you know, sharing <laughs> our family's recipe for, you know, uh, caramel cake, right. or we all, you know, have. You know, the ability to, you know, uh, visualize and execute a construction project. Right. But I'm trying to now say, well, what are the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial opportunities that are future-focused, that are going to create jobs and create wealth where, where people of color and, and new entrepreneurs starting out in general should be thinking, hey, if I get into this industry and really learn it and find a need, I can figure out a way to generate a profit. Well, do you? That sounds like you have a like you're you're creating a shark tank. Is uh, are you just saying that that's what you like to have come to you now? You want to you want to get behind the because you know I'm gonna tell you something. You can always need somebody to clean, so janitor's not going anywhere. Yeah, you can always need get open that car wash. Come on, my man, yeah. just a bucket yeah, of water. Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, absolutely right. you know, and we gonna cook now. We gonna cook. We just yeah. talking about that urban community. We gonna stick with the basic. But when you start talking about drones, you like my daughter. She made my birthday cake with 3D printing. She said, "Dad, I hope yep. you like this." Exactly. Little, she used a three D printer to, to create it, you know. <laughs> right, right, and right. so, so I know exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about, you know, when you talk about, you know, cars that are driving themselves. Where are we thinking about that? Are we right. still on the subway, on the bus? You know. Right. And I, again, I just want us to start thinking, more, thinking about, it and trying to find opportunities there. And again, not. So, you know, at our center, we've helped now over 400 entrepreneurs, right. mm-hmm. uh, 70% of which are people of color, 60-plus yes, percent are women. Yes, sir. And it's, it's every day from, again, the local print shop to the restaurant to, you know, the small trucking firm. And now we're starting to work more with entrepreneurs who are starting technology companies and mm-hmm. inventors and scientists. So it's not, you know... Figuring out how to make an honest living and doing it in a way that 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 it, that you can be passionate about and you can you know generate revenue and support a family and and do it in a way that's independent is the goal. So no, there's no such thing as a, a in my opinion as a legitimate profitable bad entrepreneurial venture. Right? If it's illegitimate or illegal, it's bad. And if it's not profitable, in my my mind, it's not sustainable. But if it's legal. And it's serving a need and it's generating a profit. Yeah, I'm not judging it. What I, I'm simply suggesting is there's a whole lot of industries mm-hmm. and a whole lot of opportunity that I love people, uh, uh, more entrepreneurs and specifically more entrepreneurs of color to think about how can I generate a revenue and create a business in 3D printing or in drones usage or virtual reality. You know, I'm playing video games all day. Mm-hmm. Can I figure out a way to generate some business that's in Economic some way platform. related to that industry? Right. That's right. It does, some way related to that industry. 
Now it's here. Here's, here's, here's something interesting is that is that women, the female population, is starting yes. to become the dominant voice in entrepreneurship. Why is that? Yes. Why is that? Well, you know, look, I am excited about, you know, uh, sort of the women empowerment yes. uh, movement in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, every month I see a woman empowerment conference. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, and I'm happy that to see women, you know, figuring out how to articulate their business strategy, mm-hmm. figuring out how to generate revenue, figuring out how to, you know, solve a need, you know, using the creative and, and, and intuition to be able to grow a business. I just think, you know, now is the time. And so I love to have them in our business school, uh, you know, courses and in our the programs that we run. They bring in energy, and it's fun now to see them generate revenue and, and still be supporting a family, to generate revenue and still be active in community. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun time to, 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 to be an entrepreneur, and, and for me as a – Sort of a champion and a cheerleader for entrepreneurs. I, I, I um, you know, I'm, I applaud the sisters who are doing good work. Now, you lead the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development. It's called the C U E E D at Rutgers University, right. which is in Newark, right. New Jersey. Now, it's That's going right. on ten years. Is this any yes. place else, Lanier? So, you know, look, we're excited. Um, we are just starting to do some work in Memphis. I do work in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've done work in, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Again, any place where there's uh, a community that's looking for how can the university open its doors mm-hmm. and support entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and have measurable results. Again, over 70% of our entrepreneurs are people of color. Mm-hmm. 80% are still in business. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, there's a national rate that says 50% of small businesses fail after five years. We have rates that are 80% of these businesses are still surviving. Mm-hmm. They're generating more than a million dollars of revenue. Mm. They're increasing profits. You know, they're hiring people and doing deals together. So, you know, our goal, you know, our first 10 years is focused specifically on, on Newark and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But we're hoping that the next 10 years of our work, we might partner with another university, maybe an HBCU or another Big Ten university mm-hmm. to, you know, expand both our curriculum and our philosophy about how to work with and grow entrepreneurs of color and entrepreneurs in an inner city area that can help it revitalize. Well, you're hitting all the right right buttons with me. 18 to 34, the entrepreneurship generation, HBCU schools. You know, I'm considered uh, the mentor for the, uh, yes. the generation, the voice of that generation yes. because of the fact that I'm reaching out. And then I provide yeah. a, a resume that says I'm the real deal. And with that yeah, being absolutely. said, you, I want to I want to let you know the doors open. You know, oh, and I that's appreciate. why I invited you on the show. I heard about the program through Kate Lucas told me about it, and I immediately yes. had my staff jump on it and say, "We got to bring this guy on because you're paralleling exactly what I want to say." So absolutely, it has Great. to it has to be told to the HBCU campus. That's why I'm so happy that I'm on HBCU XM channel 142 now. So I'm directly communicating them. My show runs twice a week on uh, HBCU channel channel 142 on XM Sirius. So so know that when you're talking to me, the word is being put out there. So please tell anybody how they can get in touch with you at the website so we can lock this down and just start that parade of information. 
Absolutely. So the easiest way to get in touch with me, I, I, my email is just Lanier, L-Y-N-E-I-R at gmail.com, L-Y-N-E-I-R at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Rutgers Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development. If you just uh, Google Rutgers and C-U-E-E-D, mm-hmm. and you'll see all of our programs. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to mention we have programs for entrepreneurs who are creatives and technology entrepreneurs right. and mm-hmm. filmmakers, mm-hmm. so youth entrepreneurship programs. So please, uh, would love to, to tell any one of your listeners more and, and be helpful <laughs> in any way that we can. Well, that's the key because of the fact that it is an expansive program, and the word entrepreneurship is such a layered term. And because of the fact that people use it in such a cavalier, and it bounces between small business and entrepreneurship. And it really is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that you choose. And because of technology, it's providing you with such immediate information. And the fact that you're doing it 10 years and now you're starting to carry it out to different campuses, please let me know so I can help promote you and and market what you're doing through my social media platforms and my fan club platform, which is over 300,000 people. Lanier, I want to thank you for being on my show, my friend. Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity, and I hope to get invited back. You will be. You're you're entrepreneurship king. Come on, cut. (laughs) Thank you. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.